Hello, comrades, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 193. It's going live for our patrons today, the day we're recording, August 2nd. Holy moly, it's August, Steve, uh, 2021. And for everyone else, you get August 4th. It's still the same podcast, but you just get it later. But if you want to get it earlier, support us on Patreon. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Steven, spelled the P-H and an A. Uh, there will be construction in behind me for the entirety of this recording. I'm sorry. That's just how today is. And what are they? Some- what are they working on? Um, they're putting like the siding on our building and it, it was, mm. it was funny. They, I've been living here for like, I guess like 18 months now and there was just no siding on our, our balcony. And so they put some on, but on the one side, it's like a f- half a foot out of like the corner. It's not flush with the rest of the siding. And when I, I came by, I just walked by and watched them. They had like this big, like cartoon, uh, like Wiley Coyote hammer and they were just like smacking that corner with the big hammer and then like they both sort of stood back looked at it while it was still sticking out and just sort of shrugged and then got back on the elevator thing to go down and I was like good to know construction is just just and eh, sometimes it's not gonna work and we're just gonna walk away maybe you'll, you'll you might end up like that building in uh, Florida hopefully not uh, joining me this week of course the other co-host and main dude behind com, Steven but his name is spelled with a PH and an E, but we just call him Steve. Know what up. Um, Steve, we missed last week. I had people over. I had lots of people over. That's been fun. Um, and you had in-laws staying with you, I believe. Or you uh, went to see in-laws? I had in-laws over like the on the Saturday or whatever, just, to, yeah. just as a visit. They didn't stay or anything like Okay. All that to say, we, we didn't find an hour and a bit to record, but uh, that's okay. We're back this week, better than ever, with news, gaming, releases, uh, discussion, impressions, and more. Uh, but of course, at the top of the show, we want to plug our amazing patrons and Patreon over at patreon.com slash devs. You can back us there for 2D early access to the pod, game giveaways every month, discounts for Canadian gaming events like EGLX, uh, shoutouts at the end of every episode, and the knowledge you're helping us keep the lights on, covering the game's main can and the people who create them. Our top tier supporter, Eric Beer, is still looking for speakers, sponsors, and attendees for Game Slice 2021. So if you're interested in that, check out the link in the description. Uh, or you can go to the bot book, thebotbook.com to see all of Eric's work. Mm-hmm. Connect with him on LinkedIn, see if you want to you know, give a talk maybe at Game Slice 2021, the sixth Game Slice, second online. Uh, and this week, we also, at the top of the show, want to plug the Indian Residential School Survivor Society if you want to donate there. If all of the news and child graves being discovered all across Canada is upsetting to you and you were like, hey, I want to do something about that, donate to this uh, Residential School Survivor Society and put your money where your mouth is. We don't have any jobs, Steve, at the top of the show, but Gene Leggett, our patron and dear friend, still looking for a part-time producer in the next one to three months, so you should go follow them on Twitter. Um, and they also just, you know, post good advice on how to get jobs and not be a horrible human being. Um, so yeah, follow them for events. Uh, this Friday, August 6th, Dames Making Games is hosting the Games Writing Workshop Group. It'll be online, a low-key online social geared towards writers who want to work together in a virtual space. Uh, then on Monday, August 9th at 6.30 p.m., both these in Eastern, uh, Dames Making Games is hosting Unity Club. They do this every month. Have a Unity project you're working on. Hang chat with pals and challenges, techniques, learning paths, and more. Uh, and then once again, this fall, Thursday, September 21st to, sorry, Tuesday, September 21st to Thursday, September 23rd, Game Slice 2K21 online, but, you know, sort of orchestrated from London, Ontario by Joy Drop. Uh, so check out that link. And the month after in October, Game Dev Atlantic will be returning. I'll be attending by the Nova Scotia Interactive society day-long conference celebrating and fostering the growth of the game dev scene in atlantic canada Ka-chow. shuffle some paperwork there steve um that was a reference to have you seen that video of those kids who um like jokingly go in front of the like california municipal whatever and they're um it was like an open forum for like loud parties in the hollywood hills and so they go as like these two dude bros and uh now have you seen this video or am I no just... that's no yeah you're you're rambling Damn. it's okay you're just a young kid talking about young stupid things to me well <laughs> i was trying to ramble because i have to write down this time note for when i shuffle the paperwork and oh, i was fair. very very subtle about it but that's okay we're back and we're Ooh. talking about releases this week steve run me through these uh all right so we have alone with you that came out on nintendo switch um or you played this game 
It's already played, out. Nice. I played on uh, Vita, like back at launch. Um, back when the Vita it, was relevant. It's, you know, don't even, it's still relevant. <laughs> As we're going Vita's to find life. out. Oh, no, that was last week. Oh, wasn't, we didn't do last week, so Russian Subway Dogs should be Oh, we should too. plug that too. We'll plug that under this one. Along with you by Benjamin Rivers, Inc. in Toronto. Yes. Um, basically, you, you are in space. Uh, it's a story-driven game, and so you are, um, you're like an astronaut in space, and there's like four kind of robot, um, no, AIs from like past people. Like everyone on the planet is dead, and you're basically trying to get off, but then you also like kind of have these relationships with these dead people who have their like um, minds uploaded into an AI. It's pretty sweet. It's a pretty good game. Cool. Um, because the PS Vita is super relevant and the greatest system ever made, uh, <laughs> Russian Subway Dogs, is Woo-hoo! out from um, does Miguel? he, go, he does he Toronto, does he have a company yeah. name or is it just does he just go by Miguel? Let's see Russian. I'll find Russian. Oh, sp- oh it's Spooky Squid. It's Spooky Squid Games. I think. I believe you're right because they also did Bleed. Um, yeah, and that was Spooky Squid. Yes, yeah, Spooky Squid Games Inc. in Toronto. So that's out on PS Vita. It's the, one of the last Vita games ever. But not release. the last. But it's up. No. There. It's, it's in those it's, eight. It came out on the same day as the other last ones. Like all, like there was, yeah, there was eight on the last day or whatever. Uh, it's also on Steam as well. If you're not one of the ten million people that bought a Vita, which you're probably not. Um, no, it's half on, <laughs> it, half off on Steam right now. Oh really? I don't know. So why. it's 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 a two D. What would you call it? Two D arcade, arcade. Very very arcade. Yeah. Yeah. Single screen doesn't move left or right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're trying to get combos by barking. You, all you do is move, jump, and bark. You bark to get passengers to drop food and or vodka uh the longer something's in the air when you're like under it barking to keep it in the air the like higher the combo gets yeah uh and when you bark vodka into the air it can cook food if it hits the ground near food or it can kill other dogs uh if it hits the ground (laughs) you're essentially juggling burritos and molotov cocktails as this little dog and the vita version features a new dog guest character from minute if you remember that black and white Every oh, minute yeah. you die game. Yeah, because their big thing uh, with Russian Subway Dogs has been indie game cameos in the past. They actually had the, like, This Is Fine dog, who I think yeah, is still Yeah, un- I unlocked him. It's great. He barks yeah. fine. <laughs> fine. Fine. Yeah, it's so good. Russian Subway Dogs rules. I've only played it on uh, Steam, but absolutely love it. It controls well on Vita. I really, really good. enjoyed it. The, po- the pooches, though, are just fucking awful. Tribes of Midgard is out on Steam and PS4 or 5. This is And a, you have it on PS5. I do. This is like a roguelike. How do we miss that, Steve? We were talking about this game for weeks, and I don't think we at once noticed that it was a roguelike. No, you know what? And talking to people on the... Or like, looking at Reddit and stuff, people are kind of like, I didn't know this was roguelike. And I yeah, I didn't either. Um, I only played it like the one, one day because I'm really into Returnal, which we'll get into. Mm, but, um, okay. Yeah, it's it's basically a roguelike mixed with like Diablo, and it's basically Don't Starve, but Diablo gameplay. Mm. Um, if you play Don't Starve, basically you're building a little base, and there's like kind of monsters that come out, and you got to destroy them and stuff like that. And, and you're kind of always up themed. against it. Yeah, you're always up against like a timer. Like there's a giant kind of heading towards your base that you got to kill and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I enjoyed it. The games are way too long though. Like solo, you can pause and come back to, but if you match up with people like you're there for at least an hour at least an hour um hefty and it's it's kind of it's tough hmm. that's uh, developed Wins- in oh, montreal yeah from Norsefell, and it's Norsefell, uh yeah. it's a uh, gearbox published game so there's quite a bit of uh microtransactions and stuff like that bummer but free uh, free uh, roadmap updates right yes yeah i believe we determined um, that when eric was on the pod winds and leaves it's a psvr game I don't know much about it, but it's a PSVR game. Also developed in Montreal, Montreal. Uh, by Trebuchet Studio. I guess that is a French word, huh? Uh, Alto's um, Odyssey, The Lost City, uh, came to the App Store. This will be the uh, third Alto game, correct? I think so, yeah. There was it's like a, it's on the... One, the desert one, and then this one. I think it's part of Apple Arcade, right? I don't think it's... Yeah, uh, it's, uh, yeah. it's only in Apple Arcade at the moment, From built by Snowman in Toronto. Nice. Um, and then Atomic Crops is is coming comes to Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass right now. So if you're a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, you can get it on Xbox One and X slash S. Uh, no word on PC yet, unless I just didn't find the right page. But 
uh, they usually list them all under available on. Like it's one Microsoft page for every platform. And right now it just says Series XS and one. But it says uh, achievements, cloud save, etc. When it does come to PC, like half the games on Xbox PC don't have achievements. And that kind of bums me out because I know they have achievements on other platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, well. Anyway, that's also developed partly by... Oh, they took out a job with us. Oh, um, yeah. Toby Dixon, artist on Nidhogg would be their big game. And it, it's, it is a very similar art style to Nidhogg. Gorgeous pixel art. Crunchy pixel art, as they say, Steve. Um, so, yeah, if you got an Xbox One or XS, check that out. That's it for all the games that have released since our last pod. Uh, we got some news, Steve. Of course, the big news the past couple of weeks was Activision's massive uh, sort of Me Too. Like, essentially what happened to Ubisoft last summer, kind of happening at Activision right now. Although, yeah. there's now a legal process. The state of California is suing the company. Uh, the same organization within California who successfully sued Riot Games last year, which mm. is a, a good sign that they're on the case now. Uh, yeah, it's after like were, a two-year investigation too. So oh yeah, a multi. You got to figure they got their shit. Figured. And dude, like I've like any story you pull out of this, like the IT guys were installing cameras in the ladies' bathrooms. Um, the uh, World of Warcraft uh, game directors were creating what they called the Bill Cosby suite at conventions, where they would essentially try and the Ooh. the spirit behind it is like drug women and take them back to your room. Um, at a recruiting event for Blizzard Activision, uh, one of the uh, women there was asked if they like being penetrated at work. So, you know, that's their foot forward trying to recruit people to come to this company. And it's the same story we've seen again and again with Scavengers, Ubisoft, Riot. All these studios, just it's just a massive sausage fest, toxic boys club, frat club, garbage mm. workplace. And... They have a Canadian presence. They just opened a studio in Toronto last or earlier this year, and they own a Beanox in Quebec, who's worked on all the Call of Duty games. They have little offices elsewhere, um, and we're done with them. And you know, there's so many good games coming out, so many amazing uh, projects being worked on. You don't need to give them your time or money or attention, and that's essentially, I think, the stance we've taken. Yeah, we were, yeah, and I was trying to prep some sort of like. I don't know, word thing <laughs> to put to post and just like that we wouldn't uh you know we wouldn't be because the only time we discuss ubisoft is when there's kind of like updates on all the, the allegations yeah. and stuff and um and so i was i was trying to put together like the same thing and there was a walkout this week or was that last week of the uh, staff um this past wednesday there was a wednesday. walkout at the blizzard studios so so and that's like the day i was going to post it and then like everyone was posting about it and i was just like this will just get drowned on the noise and honestly like like I'm, i'd rather just ghost this situation and just mm-hmm. we talk about it on the podcast when it's relevant in terms of like updates um but other than that we're just like uh, we don't need to talk like we don't need to like help the SEO in any way in terms no. of adding in Ubisoft and Activision. The one thing I did want to do was sort of like put a, I don't know what the term would be, like call to action of people to like just basically boycott these studios. Because yeah. like IGN and stuff will never not post like a Call of Duty review. No, they're in too deep. But I think like the smaller places could just like stop, you know, accepting codes from Ubisoft, from Activision, stop posting about their games fucking just like ubisoft like the one the the thing that always like kind of really seems sneaky and just like um what's what's like sneaky and just uh trying to sway everyone away was like how they announced like 20 new games the week all this stuff happened and they said that they wouldn't discuss all the allegations like on this thing i was just like that's such Mm -hmm. a weak move and i guess activision hasn't done that because like we don't even know the call of duty that's coming out this year um, but maybe the fact that there's legal proceedings just kind of like complicates the thing on, on their side, but yeah, Activision, uh, I'm surprised Activision didn't like announce call of duty this week, you know, like, yeah. Like when the Hong Kong stuff came out for blizzard, they were like, uh, overwatch two, yeah, <laughs> you know, overwatch like two Diablo four, they announced mm-hmm. like two Diablo games and overwatch two at that show. And I think Jason Schreier had like a, a post. They weren't ready. Uh, they, they pushed yeah. those announcements up specifically to cover up the Hong Kong controversy. Yeah, exactly. So, um, And Activision's, of course, going to throw everything they can at this. They've hired the same 
consulting firm Amazon used to squash uh, unionization efforts at their warehouses. Um, so Activision is, and of course, like anyone who's even remotely followed Activision as a business in the past 20 years, like Donald Trump's brother is on the board. They've worked with the CIA on propaganda campaigns. They work with the U.S. Army to get kids into the army. They posted shot uh, for oil they, fields. They posted like Call of Duty footage with the Tiananmen Square and then took it down. Yep. <laughs> and, yeah. And replaced it and whatever and put it back up. Like, yeah, no, yeah, they're, they're just uh, a shady, crappy company. So, yeah. And we're not going to cover them. And I hope all the devs at their Toronto and Quebec offices um, do a union. Uh, in other less crappy news, uh, I want to highlight a Kickstarter, Steve. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, recently completed their funding. I wasn't able to catch it before uh, it um, completed on July 30th. But Blue June is by uh, a studio in Toronto. And I'm just going to read you a little bit of the title here. A 2.5D story-driven horror adventure game with elements of exploration puzzle and stealth. Uh, it's being developed uh, by a solo dev named BB, who started working on the game two years ago uh, while in university juggling part-time jobs. Mm. Uh, quote, ever since I can remember, I've always enjoyed creating worlds rich with storytelling. Game development combines everything I love doing creatively from conceptualizing to programming to designing. Above all, I consider myself to be an artist. Uh, there's currently a demo on Steam, Itch.io, and Game Jolt. Um, but it's a very Canadian setting as well. Like if you scroll down this page, uh, uh, this character is kind of walking across a campus. You can see the Canada flag in the background. It's snowing a little bit or leaves are falling. Uh, Rose Hill Academy is the uh, location for the game. And I, I, I think just from what I'm seeing here, I haven't played the demo yet, although I really want to. It's it's going to kind of be like, a, like an oxen-free style adventure game. You're going left, right. You know, in, uh, inside vibes. Yeah, we're, we're, we're inside in a limbo, like exclusively go left to right, and that you're always moving one direction, like Oxen Free and uh, I guess their next game, After Party. There's kind of like a setting you go back and forth on, and so mm-hmm. there'll be like a sort of um, level you retread a lot. Um, but it's got kind of like spooky horror vibes, and if you scroll down, like things get kind of kind of weird and not, and, and otherworldly, I would say. Mm. Uh, I think it's going to juggle with some some heavy themes, um, and uh, there's you know a bunch of profile cards and character art for everyone in the game, some light puzzle solving, uh, inventory adventure stuff, and I'm super down. I'm I'm really digging this, and I'm going to play this demo. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean it looks pretty sweet. The setting and, and stuff definitely uh, vibes with me. I get the inside vibe, and and I'm liking that. I what's the What's the, like, there's four different, like, walking stances or whatever. Like, running, walking, and then she's sort of, like, slouched over. Like, I don't know if that's sneaking or something. But I'm wondering, too, with the dialogue. There seems to be, like, particular dialogue sections, too. So I'm wondering. I'm kind of interested in that, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Looks pretty sweet. Uh, I don't know if this has, like, sometimes they let you back it even after it's done through, like, backer kit. I don't see that. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was successfully funded. They hit... Uh, 36,000 Canadian for a solo developer. Great. This will give them lots of time to work on the game. Um, and I don't know about stretch goals. They usually plug those near the bottom. Uh, uh didn't hit yeah, any stretch goals. No, no stretch goals. Going to, you're going to get, we were going to get a bigger, longer game if it, if they got like 3000 more dollars. They only had like three stretch goals and for like a debut project from a solo dev, like this is obviously a very, uh, reasonable, I think, um, like it's just going to be PC, Steam, Itch.io, Game Jolt, and it looks like they were um, had stretch goals set up for like consoles. Um, and I'm sure, like if the game does well, obviously you'll get publisher attention or you know something yeah, like that. Well, they wrote, "I would like to port the full game to PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch, as well as a proper Mac and Linux build." So mm-hmm. obviously, it's one of those things where release it on PC on Steam. You know, you get the beta test those those people, those nerds, and then you get the real gamers. <laughs> uh, VV is uh, calling their studio Tiny Dodo, a one-girl team from Toronto, Canada. Solo indie dev, do everything. Programming, art, game asset, animation, sound, design, a computer science grad, and uh, yeah, resident of Toronto. Very excited for this one. They are hoping to get the game out Q3 2022, so best of luck to VV. We'll keep our eye on it, and as soon as there's a Steam page, you, kn- you know where we'll feature it, Steve. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, next bit of news today I want to highlight... Um, Tencent owned Timmy, T-I-M-I, uh, the company behind the 
one of the biggest mobile games, Call of Duty Mobile, has opened a new studio in Montreal. Now, as I understand it, given what we all just said about Activision, uh, the Call of Duty license has been extended to uh, Timmy. Um, they've also worked on Honor of Kings and Pokemon Unite, um, which is the latest hot MOBA that everyone on my timeline is talking about. Uh, there is already an LA and Seattle office for mm. the Chinese-based firm, and uh, Montreal is focusing on, quote, the creation and development of new AAA open-world service-focused IP for multiple platforms. That reads to me like a multiplayer PC console game, as I assume. Maybe like, uh, isn't, are these the same people who work on Genshin Impact? No, that's uh, MiHoYo. Okay, I don't mean to yeah. be like, oh, all no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't, we don't, we don't know the Chinese market that well, to be honest. No, it's not ChineseGameDevelopers.com. So exactly, um, we should buy that. But when um, those <laughs> Chinese game developers open Canadian offices, you bet we'll look into that. Um, yeah, that's of course, sort of sounds like I got to imagine like Genshin Impact because that's huge. That some of these other developers are kind of like, whoa, we can. We can do that. Like specifically like an open world mm-hmm. service Breath of the Live Wild. Live service. Game. Yeah. Uh, you want to know a funny thing uh, about Genshin Impact? Tori, my girlfriend, is huge into it. And I was like, hey, it's finally on PS5 cross save because she's been playing on PC. Turns out if you'd even launched Genshin Impact in the past with a PlayStation Network account, you cannot do cross save. And so, like, before I downloaded it and she, like, launched it and we got to the menu and you're like, oh, there's no cross-save yet. Okay, so we closed it. And then we got the update, launched it again, and you can't do the cross-save if there's already, if you've even opened the game with your PlayStation account, which wow, is just really? so funny. <laughs> like, So you could just, so if you just waited, like, a day or whatever, mm-hmm. it would have been fine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's comical. What it, about, it, what, if, what if you, what if she does it under like a new account if you make a new playstation network account then you can do cross save oh okay yeah it's she still doesn't like, have her own account she's she's no 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 she does like she um, has a playstation network account with like saves and games she's played mm. and she just can't use it for genshin um uh, and it's it's bad um but hopefully timmy montreal <laughs> great name for your studio by the way will be less bad also Shout out to gamesindustry.biz for not using the accent on the E's. Come on, guys. You're better than that. Danielle Pardis, news editor. You put a little accent on the E. And I'm the first one to, you know, hop on the Quebec's a silly country and French is a silly language. But, you know, you can (laughs) put the E on there. Quebec's not a country, though. Not yet. We'll get it. Wow. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Next bit of news today. Uh, from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, we want to plug uh, someone who hopped into our Discord to talk about this game. Why don't you tell me about this one, Steve? I mean, he actually DM'd me, so I should look at the the messages. But it's apparently a Golden Sun inspired RPG, which I am down for entirely. So it's how do you pronounce this? Lux Primora. Lux Primora is how I would describe it. Yeah, there was a lot of hype in our Discord for the pitch. Yeah, L U X P R L U X space P R I M O R A. A narrative-driven JRPG with elemental puzzles. So, yeah, Golden Sun had like a lot of kind of world puzzles, which was kind of cool. Um, let me see what they say. There's a lore, um, like a lore trailer that they kind of set up. Lore is a narrative-driven RPG with a flexible class system and elemental puzzles. Founded the game studio Alphabite Soup Games this year, so that we could take this hobby product and turn it into a real business. Uh, putting the finishing touches and basically the Kickstarter launches. By the time I think everyone listens to this, I think it's like it'll be tomorrow. yeah August, uh, I believe. Ooh, they linked the tweet, but yeah, by the time everyone's listening to this, the Kickstarter should be live. Yeah. Um, nice. So I'm I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about this. Golden Sun is uh, is a very special game. Everyone yeah, I'm not sure I'm not a very JRPG literate, so I I see a golden circle in the O. Is that a Golden Sun reference? <laughs> <laughs> no, am I just reading into that? <laughs> it might be. I, to be honest, I don't know. Because I haven't also, played Golden Sun in forever. Um, like, it was a Game Boy Advance game, so... Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Alphabet Soup Games, who I believe would become the second Saskatoon-based non-mobile game studio, because Foolish Mortals, who did uh, uh, Radio Generals and upcoming Kaiju Wars game, in our interview with them, noted that they were the only non-mobile game studio in Saskatoon. So this would probably be second, assuming it's a mm. PC game, which it looks like. Yeah, sure. 
Uh, and then uh, to close out news, I have a bunch of dates that just got announced. A bunch of indie studios have been dropping dates for their projects. Uh, yeah. Dwaros from Toronto based. Um, oh, what's the studio's name? I just know the uh, name. Lithic Andy Entertainment. Lithic, Lithic, yeah. Yeah. Lithic Entertainment uh, is bringing Dwaros to Xbox One and PS4 on August 11th. Uh, uh, Flying Squirrel in St. Catharines, Ontario is bringing their award winning game, The Veil colon, Shadow of the Crown, uh, to PC and Xbox on August 19th. Interestingly, oh, this game is. Nice. Uh, the goal is to be um, entirely playable, like without visuals. Uh, they're they're going for like an entirely like sort of audio experience, um, which is really interesting. And I'm interested to see how that's received by, I guess, blind and non-blind players. Um, game we've been covering for a while, The Big Con, is finally coming out on August 31st end of this month on xbox and pc uh the hype around this game has been wild did you see steve they got a tweet with the voice actress for clementine talking about um voice acting and they put a little contest together to get some voice acting from the community in the game uh it's been covered all over it's getting hits in like pc gamer and some big sites um, nice. so i think they're getting up for a big launch nice yeah I didn't, I didn't see that this sweet though i'm, I'm excited for that one basically just nostalgia trip and be like oh sweet I'm yeah gonna- i wasn't i wasn't a teen in the 90s so it's a lot of it's lost to me but i love i love the visual aesthetic of the big con a lot and you know i hit the tail end of like vhs rentals and dvd rentals and uh the premise of the game is you're trying to save your family's video store by pulling off a, a series of con jobs uh, as this sort of uh, angsty teen so that all appeals to me in big ways uh, and lastly, Atrio colon The Dark Wilds, launching on Steam Early Access August 10th. This game's coming at us from Calgary. Uh, we featured it on Wishlist this before, and it's been it's made some appearances in a couple indie streams, even at E3 this year. Very, very weird game that's hard to describe. I'm sure there's a name for this art style. Uh, I don't know it. Creepy clown face, 2D, I don't know. It's, it's, it's something. Um, and Early Access, I'm not sure... Uh, I guess I should read why they want to go early access because it, it felt to me like a sort of like single player one and done game. But let me let me oh, see you know, why. Oh, actually, I got one more as well after we're. I got one more after this one. Okay, so Atrio says uh, why early access? Give players a chance to play the game, support the development, shape the future game, features we should work on, etc. Uh, they our very rough estimate is one year in early access, subject to change. Um, yeah, so, uh, I don't know, they pitch it as survival meets automation, capture creatures and add them to your assembly line, (laughs) and survive long enough to turn the lights back on. So I'm getting some, like, satisfactory, uh, big, um, sort of automated sort of systems you're building, um, with, like, conveyor belts, and, and then there's, like, a nighttime where, like, monsters come out. Uh oh! It's like don't starve. Oh no! Yeah, this is this is weird. I don't know. I'm interested. Yeah, it's um, definitely a creepy looking game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and what was the last game you wanted to plug? Uh, Pixel Knots uh, actually has Rocket Rumble coming. To oh yeah, it's August third. So by the time this is up, for by the time this is up, uh, I guess everyone. Um, so it was a frequent wishlist game, and this is the the sort of I like guess space cart racing, mm-hmm. but but like everyone's kind of on the screen at one time, and yeah, kind of it's like, like a, a fixed screen, battle, yeah, and you're um, getting items and blowing each other up, and your so that hits and uh, suits. that hits Steam early access tomorrow. So excellent! Again, all those uh, in the show notes. So you know, just scroll down, check those out. All right, team, it's time for everyone's favorite segment, Wish List This. Uh, when I started on this show many moons ago, uh, Brett, rest in peace, and Steve would just, just sort of wish list games while we were talking about them. So I was like, hey, let's uh, let's make this a segment. So I got three, count them three, Steve, games for you to add to your wish list right now. First up, Sacked by Alchemy Interactive in Canada. Uh, big active dev on our Discord. Uh, finally got a Steam page up. Quote, Sacked is an action-adventure platform game wherein players assume the role of Sack, S-A-K, a not-so-ordinary pillow accidentally brought to life, imbued with powerful weapon-wielding, spell-casting, monster-smashing abilities sent on a quest to destroy 
Evil. Uh, coming soon. Um, no gifts in the Steam page yet. That's okay. You got time. This pillow is really cute, though. Uh, what do you think, Steve? I love the animation of the pillow, <laughs> like like attacking uh, with the sword, holding the sword and running and climbing and stuff. It's yeah, so- like uh, sort of Raymond floating hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I got the Rayman vibes with it. Um, the game really- itself is two uh, 2D side scrolling um, platforming combat with a sword and shield. Um, looks like hidden areas behind you know walls you can smash. Um, lots of abilities. I'm watching him go through a, a dark hallway and then shoot fireballs to light lanterns. Ooh, yeah, the animation is great. Yeah. No, the art and, and look of this game is pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, this is... I mean, there, there does seem to be quite a bit of, like, things this person, this pillow can do for being mm-hmm. a pillow. There's, uh, there seems to be some sort of magic thing, too, because, like, there's this blue sphere and shooting fire and stuff like that, too. So I'm uh, I'm down with this. This looks awesome. Are you down enough to put it on your wish list? Yes, I am. Perfect. Uh, next game today on wish list this who are, who are they on our discord by the way um i think they're just posting as the studio's name alchemy oh. interactive uh they've oh. been plugging it in shameless plugging for a while um let me find their handle uh oh uh dave of war also shared it friend of the site and twitter oh yeah um fellow dad fellow father it'd be a little bit ago but um yeah they're they're in there they're around they also nice. interact with us on Twitter. Next game today on Wishlist is Steve. We've covered it before when it had an Itch.io page, but now that it has a Steam page, I want to talk to you again about Get in the Car Loser by Love Conquers All Games, which uh, is spearheaded by Christine Love in Toronto, Ontario, prolific award-winning indie designer. It's coming out this summer, which is now it's summer, so it's got to be soon. Quote, a lesbian road trip RPG by the co-creator of Lady Killer in a Bind about fighting for love and justice in the face of indifference. Inspired by choice-driven visual novels and a battle system influenced by classic and modern JRPGs. And then in all caps, will you stand and fight in the face of evil? Yes. Yes, I will. Um, so this game, very nice pixel art, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just from the first couple seconds of the trailer. Um, yeah, you're on a lesbian road trip. It's like, what if Final Fantasy 15 was a uh, pixel art, side-scrolling, turn-based JRPG and interesting? Yeah, instead of instead of a gay boy band road trip, this is a lesbian. Gay girl band. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if they play any instruments. Yet to be confirmed. Um, I don't know. That was the joke when Final Fantasy 15 came out. It was just like a boy band road trip and stuff. But... Um, this is Steve. I'm, I'm watching the trailer and it's looking pretty sweet. And um, I want to see. I'm just trying to find some more of the battles. But uh, uh, so it looks like further on in the screenshots. Oh no! Wait. Yeah, because they're like oh, attacking no. on the side of the road here. Yeah, yeah. And they have the little icons too for. Uh, <laughs> they have. They have. Um, they have gifts. They have gifts in the Steam page. They have gifts uh, of like the characters' idol animations or whatever, which is pretty sweet. They do look good. We got Angela, Valentine, Valant, Grace, Morningstar, and Sam Anon. Nice, good stuff. Uh, any any last minute thoughts on Getting the Car Loser by Christine Love and Co? It's a great name. No, but it's, it is a good uh, name. Oh, I just got it's a reference to Mean Girls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm slow on these things, Steve. I, is I'm aware. <laughs> Getting the Car Loser on your Steam wish list. Yes, it is. Cool. Uh, last game today on wish list. This is Sovereign Syndicate by Crimson Herring Studios in Edmonton, Alberta, a studio I had not heard of before this week because there's so many in this vast country of ours. Mm-hmm. A CRPG, I believe that's computer role playing game. Oh, um, like classic Fallout and stuff. Yeah, or like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in a Victorian steampunk London, explore an open world of back alleys, brothels, and opium dens as one of three characters. Sharpen your skills or let them stagnate. No random stat points here. Try your luck with our tarot card chance system. Combat, persuasion, magic, the choice is yours. What do you think, Steve? I didn't know, like, CRPG was a... Or I kind of forgot that was, like, a, a thing. 
Or like a Disco Elysium would be another example of a mm, popular recent, recent one. one. I saw them play that. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it, and I haven't played too many games like this. Like usually, the RPGs have been more kind of JRPG style. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the art looks like really awesome. Like, oh, it's, it's gorgeous. Super dark and like uh, and, uh, go to the uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Go to the sixth screenshot and make it full. <laughs> You're like in this opium den. And, like, just the way the light is hitting, like, the wet stone and, like, smoke is coming out of the lanterns, mm. it's it's really nice. And the UI is super clean. Yeah, uh, that's good shit. Yeah, it, it's it's already just, like, got a lot of polish on it. Um, Crimson Herons in Edmonton, <laughs> Alberta. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. In, I loved Disco Elysium a lot. Um, this is so well written. And if, if you can... If you can get a get a really tight script with a game that looks like this um i'll, I'll definitely hop into that yeah nice um victorian yes. steampunk is also steampunk is just such a cool aesthetic and like um theme in general like midgar from final fantasy 7 was like, yeah was always is like the steampunk that i always kind of go back to and I, I just always love it or allegedly the new um dragon age game had like sort of a neon fantasy city if in that one screenshot they shared, I don't know if that right. counts. I don't know. I remember we were looking at so that. So tired track. of Dragon Age, man. Like, yeah, show the game. Like, how is it's this never stuff? coming out. It, we we're never gonna see it. Uh, so is Sovereign Syndicate by Crimson Herring Studios in Edmonton on your Steam wish list? This is. That is it for wish list this this week. If you want us to talk about your game, we want to talk about your game. We want to put it on Steve's and my wish lists. Get it to us, contact at CanadianGameDevs.com or on Twitter at CanadianGameDevs. <coughs> Steve, for Discord discussion this week, you have written here in the show notes, let me read, uh, Steven Smells? Yep. Okay. No, uh, you, know, what, you know what news thing actually we did sort of forget? What did we talk about? Uh, e- no, EA had their EA Live thing. Oh, yeah. And, oh, um, yeah, EA Motive is rebooting Dead, Dead Space. Space. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't think either of us super <laughs> obviously cared about that because we both forgot about it. No, I, I I do. I love the first Dead Space and I, I am pumped for it, but it's so far off. Like they just showed like a teaser. So I'm just, mm-hmm. so I was just but it's only PS5 and Xbox Series X, which is interesting. The um, also, we also, I, I bet you NHL wasn't going to be in it. And you're like, what? No, they'll, they'll show a little bit. And nope, yeah, they got like a whole hour and five minutes with no NHL. They showed uh, Apex Legends new hero and stuff. I don't know. Do you did you play? Are you still playing that every single day like an idiot? Or no, I actually haven't played in a while, and it's kind of bad because I bought the pass for this season. And, uh, you know that is something I'm excited for Halo Infinite about. Is uh, every season pass you can just always work on it. I know. For, so Fortnite, I think does that too. Like I kind of, I think you had to choose it. Like you could choose which season to work on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, as like a I don't got time, with, Steve, and you yeah, have less time than I do. As someone with limited time, <laughs> it's just like fuck, man. Like, I it's basically one game. Like, there's mm-hmm. one game I can focus on a season for, mm-hmm. and if and even then, sometimes it's and tough. even then it's tough because I'm just like, oh man, because Tribes of Midgard has like, I guess a quote unquote season pass leveling up thing, but it's not paid. Like, it's just mm-hmm. how remember how Fall Guys did it, where it's just like, you just oh yeah, up. the uh, it just happens. Yeah, you just get it. Like, that's just how they show you the pro- the leveling up progression or whatever. Huh. But but it's still timed, similar to Fall Guys. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. there's no way I want to get this stuff. And there's yeah. a trophy for getting the last season, too. I'm like, mom. Man. Blah, blah, blah. Um, on. So, yeah, EA had the thing. So Dead Space is from Motive, which, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited for it, but so far off that I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, just show me whenever, whenever you're ready. I was kind of hoping that they would release Dead Space 1, 2, and 3 on... Next like, year? As, well, it's, yeah, it's a PS4 game, but they didn't even do that. So, hmm. the trilogy. I also got uh, I pre-ordered Playdate this week. Did you see that one? Oh, little, did you actually get toy? it? Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I was in an escape room when the pre-order thing went live, and so my friend Sean texted me. They're like, "Hey, I got it," and I was like, "Oh shit!" It went live like two minutes ago, so I wasn't able to get one of the 2021 pre-orders, but I got one of the first 2022 pre-orders. How much is it? Um, they're, I think 79 us, um, plus shipping's not included. Neither is the dock. So if you got everything like the cover, the play date and the, um, dock and shipping, it could be like anywhere from like two to 300 Canadian. Mm. Um, mm. and, uh, yeah, a bunch of devs in our, our discord are making games for it. Show to Rikashi, uh, vertex pop, 
uh i'm i'm very excited for a bunch of the the katamari damasi dev mm-hmm. um yeah and the way they're doing the the games is every uh i think week a new game just gets uploaded to it um and they're doing it in seasons and then that'll be the, that season will end and i think they're gonna try and do multiple pieces of hardware it's also got an online like web-based game engine that anyone can just sort of like mess around with and export to their play date and send to friends and stuff. It's right. basically what Nintendo fans wish Nintendo did for Mario Maker, basically. Yeah, true, true. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of stoked for that. And I can see a little bit of hype in our Discord. And, and then a lot of people are like, I don't get it. I, who's this? Like, this is stupid. This is a waste yeah. of money. <laughs> it's not something <laughs> I'm like, you know, pre-ordering or anything like that. Like, I'll see when it comes out. It's got mm-hmm. the hand. They keep memeing about the crank. The crank, like, the crank Steve. Oh, oh man, boy. yeah, I'm I'm very excited for Playdate. If no, if you're listening and haven't followed at all, the publisher behind Untitled Goose Game and Firewatch, so just like rolling in money, was like, hey, let's make a console. And so it was this little cute yellow handheld, like with Game Boy AB uh, D-pad. But then on the right side of the console is this crank. That like literally like pops out and then you you reel it like a fishing reel, and that's gonna be uh, a me- method of input for all these games. Um, so just absurd. Lucas Pope is making one. The Papers Please Return of Oberdin guy. Like oh, yeah. it's a lot of top indie talent. A lot of Canadian indie talent. Uh, Julia, um, developer of the Crimson Diamond. That um, uh, I I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Um, but, uh, they're working on a game for this as well. So yeah, lots, lots on here. I'm excited about, man. Yeah. I hope you, I hope you enjoy it. So when, when, sorry, when are you getting yours next year? TBD. Yeah. Next year. Oh, yeah. when's it coming out for like when everyone else normal? this fall, I believe. Okay. They sold 20,000 in 20 minutes. So seems pretty good. Yeah. They were, they, Seems to be enough interest, at least for this one. Better than the Ouya, I bet. Heyo. <laughs> uh, too soon? No, I guess the Ouya's like been long dead. So. All right, Steve. Let's uh, let's close the show by talking about what you and I have been playing and maybe give some impressions about, about mm. those games. Why don't you go first? Uh, I'll start with like the non-Canadian things. So Re- mm. Returnal has just been taking up my life, both in the game and just like outside the game. Where That's just, interesting like, because of... Of how much you said you've not wanted to play roguelikes. I and know. Then to hear this game has been consuming your waking hours. It's my least favorite favorite game of all time. <laughs> Interesting. So every now and then, because like I remember when I played the original Destiny, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, this game is the perfect controls of a first-person shooter. Like the control for Destiny was like, like amazing. It's like and they've been making first-person shooters for twenty years or something. Exactly. And so with the same thing with Returnal, I'm like the shooting and sort of dashing is is perfect. Like just the platforming and stuff like that. It's almost like they've been making arcade shooters for yep. fucking 20 forever. years probably. Like that part of it is amazing. And the story is just like really, really cool. Like the, the cutscene between Act 1 and Act 2 is just like fucking awesome and super kind of sad but funny. Oh man, it's great. Um, but then the runs are yeah they're like an hour two hours two and a half hours long and you still can't pause right or save you can't save no you can pause Um, you could pause and go into sleep mode but that's risky and so i don't even like i'll be you know i'll be sitting around and be like oh i gotta wake up sophia in like a half hour so i'm not gonna bother (laughs) playing a match because it just takes so long but like yeah it as a roguelike it's that's like the annoying part where I like die or I'm on a run and I'm just like, I know I'm not going to succeed because I don't have like the, the good RNG shit. I really wish it was. Like that a- is, I think that situation you're describing is what frustrates me about a lot of roguelikes. Like I'll, I'll start a run of dead cells. I'm like, Oh great. I got the bow. Well, this runs over. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. Like, or I just, the first couple of um, like the first couple of weapon, I don't get a good weapon until like way too late. And I'm just like, well, this is, this was like a waste of my time. And there's not much that you can grind out. Like there's only like two things that kind of carry over from each mm-hmm. uh, run, a, a currency and then like weapon traits. And um, yeah, that part is annoying, but like it just, the, because the gameplay is so tight and so good, it like just kept me going and people were kind of chirping me in the discord being like, I thought you didn't like Roblox. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, but <laughs> oh, I can't man. stop playing this game. I want to platinum it, but it, the, 
the some of the like end game stuff is just really annoying in terms of how much it pops. But the story and setting is also like really cool. Yeah, um, I I've been really interested in the premise because I don't know anything about this game other than everyone who's played it and talked to me about it says it, it's a good one of like the reason you're replaying again and again makes sense. Yeah, in the story. Yeah, it they they sort of. Similar to, like, Lost, where it's just, like, part of you had to be, like, okay, this is just an island where weird shit happens. Like, mm-hmm. that's part of it with this game, where it's just, like, okay, this is a planet where weird shit happens. But they do a good job of, like, kind of explaining some, some of the loop stuff. And, man, I, honestly, the, the cutscene between Act 1 and Act 2 just fucking blew me away. I was just, like, oh, my God. It was, like, heart, like, gut-wrenching. I was just oh, like, no. Oh. Yeah, it was... It was so good. Like was... you're, you're selling me on it, as someone who also <laughs> has been a little uh, uh, rogue light slash like. It's on sale right now. I think. I bet you this game is like hesitant it's, because it's like. Um, and now it's owned by Sony. They're owned by Sony, and I feel like because it probably didn't sell as well because it's such a like hardcore like. It's not like an approachable game, right? Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it didn't sell that well, and like not not like Infamous Second Son was approachable. Even though it was like mm. the third game, like because Returnal was the first, like you know, technically, I guess it wasn't first party at the time, but it was the first like first party exclusive game that came out after launch. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's also already one on of sale the first now. like AAA row games, really. I know, and that's what kind of drove me to it because I was just like, this has been a fairly like mostly indie kind of genre, but mm-hmm. this game, like, it's good. I just I found that. it at the same time. I just wish it was a fifteen hour or ten hour. Like I think it took me twenty hours to beat it. I wish it was like half that time. Which yeah, like you just more. want to do the good controls with a set yeah. contained experience. It's made me want to like re-download Resogun and, and some of their other games. And just Dude, Resogun still slaps. Resogun, Resogun got a bunch of DLC that I bought and then never played or very rarely played. So that's classic. Of, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you got a PS Plus game with DLC on on sale. There you go, it's Ukraine. Um, so I've been thinking about like de- re-downloading some of their games because I'm just like, oh man, like Dude, we should we should play. I don't know if um, oh, what was that one? Alienation has mm. a multiplayer because we could play that together, and <laughs> I really liked that game and didn't. Dead Nation it. certainly did. I didn't play much of Alienation because that one was like more RPG, I think. Right, like you. And then, do you remember stuff. Next Machina? Their game even after that one? No, so I remember that that's one I didn't play, or I don't even think I have, unless it was a PS Plus game at some point. Yeah, someone's selling Returnal near me for sixty bucks. I'm gonna wait till it gets a little cheaper. It's on. I think it's on sale on the PlayStation Store for like fifty, fifty five. You know, I want a copy, Steve. I want to slide that onto my. <laughs> no, shelf. but I mean, you could you could sort of message them that, be like, "Yo, sell it to me for." 50. Oh, I see what you mean. Hmm. Anyway, I'm gonna get this game eventually and check it out. Definitely this year, so I can think about it and and consider it for our end of year discussions. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, talk to me about what Canadian games you've been playing. Uh, so yeah, I played Russian Subway Dogs on Vita, the greatest handheld ever made. And um, Vita means life. <laughs> did you see? But before, did you see that one game that uh, one of the last games that came out, and their their platinum trophy was like, "Thank you so much for the community of the Vita. The Vita was an amazing handheld." But then the part of the they they released the game bugged, and you couldn't get some of the trophies, so the platinum was like. Unobtainable. Oh, man. They managed to patch, and then they went. Sony. The rumor was Sony wouldn't let them patch it because they like closed that off. But apparently, they let them patch it, and you can get the platinum. But it was a very Ooh. awkward. Like, like here's this platinum trophy that says goodbye to the Vita. <laughs> and it's <laughs> unearnable. Uh, it's, so Russian subway dogs. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say it's an analogy for the untapped potential, unachievable potential. That's what I mean. That's why I was just like, this is <laughs> this is perfect. Like, why did you uh, patch this? This is exactly what it should have been. Um, so Russian Subway Dogs, we kind of talked about it earlier, 2D arcade game. Like you said, you bark, jump, or move left or right. Um, Gorgeous pixel art. Awesome. And I was addicted for like three or four days straight. I was straight up addicted to this game. Like it was so fun and just fucking frustrating too. Like there's a, and there's a story mode, which has a lot of humor in it too, which mm-hmm. is pretty funny. Um, the cats, the cats, the are cats always- just <laughs> always talking, always calling me comrade and stuff too. It's pretty oh, hilarious. Man. And then there's like an endless mode. Um, I got a decent amount of the trophies. I think I'm kind of done with it, but mm. it was, a. I mean, it was, a, it was a fun, like arcadey game. Um, like you said, it's on steam and I think it's coming to PS4 and Xbox and stuff like that. So I would keep an eye on this because I know, it's probably like one person who has a Vita that's listening to this, and his name is Steven. 
Yeah. And <laughs> and, I, and I didn't get it yet. <laughs> and um, but it, I had a lot of fun with it. And uh, and it, it, yeah, it was it was good. It was a good game. Good. And then uh, Tribes of Midgard. So Mister Roguelike over here. Basically, don't starve and Diablo uh, mixed together. Playing online is a lot of fun. Like playing with a bunch of people. Especially on the first day when no one knew what to do. So it was just like, you didn't feel like you were kind of the reason you were losing because no one knew what the fuck. Everyone was in discovery mode. Yeah. And the game doesn't really do a great job of like telling you things and and stuff like that. Um, I had to watch like some videos afterwards just to be like, what the fuck? Like, what's the (laughs) mission here? There's so much stuff to like upgrade and stuff too. But yeah, you're building up your little base and then there's like kind of giant, there's like a ticking clock the whole time because there's giants coming to destroy you while at the same time like every evening you have to come and back to your base and just protect it from like other enemies um it's all like like norse mythology and stuff right so all those giants yeah. are like actual giants from norse legends yeah finar and uh, other ones i guess i don't know um and it's pretty sweet it's just like like i said the mat the online matches like are like at least an hour and people are even saying on the discord that I was part of like they should make it longer and i was like no please Ooh. Please don't. So Up to eight you can, people, right? I think yeah, maybe ten. No, eight. Huh. Eight times right. But you can play solo and you can pause it at any time. And one thing, what a cool thing you can do too is you can make a map and and pri- make it private and then just invite your friends and then like so you and I can have a map mm-hmm. and you can play it like one night and then I can play it the next night. And oh, and we're like building together, night. like yeah, a Minecraft exactly. server almost. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, I haven't had a chance to try that out yet, but. I, I mean, I made the map and I made it private, but and it, I don't know anyone to like invite. But it's pretty, it's pretty fun. It's a little janky though, like a little bit buggy. I don't know if it's because I was playing on day one and so I had weird server issues. I did see that they had some server issues, but even like some weird bugs and stuff like that. Like you roll to dodge, and I dodged into like maybe a three pixels into the water, and you just drown and die. <laughs> And dying like has pretty severe consequences because oh, you, no. you get souls in the game as like your currency. It's almost like Dark Souls. Like basically, you souls is your currency to upgrade everything. And as soon as you die, you lose them. Like they're gone. You do Damn. get to keep your armor and stuff like that because you lose some of that stuff too in your materials. But if you die again, you lose it. So it's like it's pretty fierce when it comes to the death stuff. But it's pretty some, fun. Some I want to play risk. more of it. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Okay. I want to play more of it. I, I want to play I think, with you. I like the idea of, because finding times for you and I to play games together, like it took us like a month to finish Operation Tango, which is like a two hour game. Yeah, we still like, need to we still do need the to other playthrough. Yeah. <laughs> but if we could make a Tribes of Midgar server and I'd be like, hey, Steve, today I did this, this, and we need to do this. You know, it's almost uh, like asynchronous cooperative gameplay. Yeah, exactly. And then if one of us like fails <laughs> when the other person isn't playing, I can just we can just blame that person. So. That sounds good. Um, but uh, I, I think I want to give it like a month or like a couple weeks anyways. Like I want to finish up Returnal and I want to play Metro Exodus and a few other games. I want to give it a couple weeks just to see some. I think they released a patch that had some bug fixes. So mm-hmm. um, it's not a bad game per se at all. Actually, it's, it's fun. It's just I think it just kind of I, th- I think they could have just, you know, held back on it a little bit. Okay. Um, and released it a little bit later. I wouldn't call it broken, but... It's it's not really I don't know I guess I right now after playing things like Russian Subway Dogs Returnal and some other games that are just like very tight and very um, like polished I guess I just I'm not in the mindset to play a game that has bugs and stuff some, some jank to it some jank unlike when I was playing Fallout seventy six and I was just like this isn't that bad like I'm not <laughs> Full in the jank mood. mode <laughs> yeah like I'm not in the mindset to you know have the patience i guess for tribes of midgard but mm. definitely in two or three weeks like or another patch or two like i'll definitely jump i'll see if i can find it on a marketplace or or i'll just cough it at eb games oh uh, i know it came up physical too i gotta stop buying games digital speaking of physical games steve uh this past week i've been playing the pathless actually just yesterday um my, my parents are visiting right now so when i was a kid i would like i would play games in their living room a lot obviously and my dad would come in and I'm like, hey, do you want to play a game together? And he's like, nope, that's okay. And he would like sort of sit down on the couch. And th- we must have finished like in completion probably like 20 or 30 like long games together. He would just sit on the couch and like, oh, what if you did that? Or like we would do puzzle games together, like Portal mm-hmm. or stuff like that. Um, Zelda games, Skyward Sword, Twilight Princess, uh, Ratchet mm-hmm. and Clank games. 
And so last night he's visiting. I hadn't seen my parents in like 20 months either since the the everything. And so he was like, <laughs> I just want I just want to hang out while you play a game. And I was like, oh, okay, I got this game, The Pathless. And uh, I, I think I talked about it a bit on the podcast before, but it's the next game from Giant Squid, who did Abzu was their first game. Mm-hmm. And before that, a lot of the talent worked on Journey. Um, and there's a lot of through lines between Journey and Abzu. Like Abzu is straight up like, structurally almost journey but ocean like almost the same mm-hmm. um but the pathless is a, a big step out from uh those games it's sort of a open world um large grassy fields blowing very much breath of the wild and i see so much zelda in this game you can glide um there's like basically korok puzzles everywhere you can find uh there's little mini shrines all the way through the world and then you're essentially um like cleansing these towers that are sort of fighting back against the big boss who's taken over this island is the gist of it and it's great i love it um you sprint and shoot these like abstract diamond things scattered through the world that don't really make any sense but it's fine we're we're not going to talk about it and that when you shoot one of those it like gives you momentum and so you're and when you line up your shot like you pull the bowstring back you like slide down on your knees so if you're going downhill you get even more speed and so that's how it creates the movement and then uh, solving puzzles and also involves um, shooting arrows through things like there were a couple puzzles in breath of the wild where you had to line up like rocks with circles in the middle and like shoot or blow wind through them um, so it's a lot of those kind of puzzles, uh, and you have a pet eagle who uh, helps you like pick up things, uh, or in combat, helps you by shooting at enemies. Um, yeah, it's gorgeous. It's, I'm having so much fun with it. We're probably gonna beat it tonight because um, I think we think we're close. Like on the save file, it's at like four out of five things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think we're gonna beat it tonight, and I'm I'm loving it, and I'm just loving being with my parents, playing a game with my dad again. So it's it's very it's been very special to me in that way that's pretty cute yeah 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 um but yeah other than the pathless i've been watching just like oh steve i started playing scarlet star hd that game sucks ass i want to talk about a game we picked it up uh we picked it up yesterday and played a little bit of it (laughs) oh my god dude it's miserable like it's i I thought you said you were going to buy it buy it no, I wasn't. But then Tori was like, oh, the new Zelda game's out. And I'm like, it's not. It's a remake of an old game. But she's only played Breath of the Wild. And I think mm. maybe Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask for a bit. Um, Control like, oh, the be, oh, It can't be that bad. And I was like, really? I'm like, all right, I'll show you. <laughs> and I got it and started playing it. She was like, wow, this is terrible. And, she's, and we were like, yep, see, I told you. <laughs> I just proved Con- a point. Controlling the sword. Controlling the sword with the right analog stick is so <sighs> Man, bad. and... <laughs> Okay, I've tried it with the motion controls, and it is a little better because it was meant to be played. It was like the big Wii Motion Plus game yeah. uh, with an unchuck to move. And with the two Joy-Cons separated, it does kind of feel a little better. I will say um, throwing bombs is the absolute worst because you would lift it above your head to get an arc to throw it up or move it like down like you were bowling to like roll it along the ground. And so when you're not using motion controls it becomes the right stick, whether it's like partially up or partially down and it feels terrible. All they had to do, Steve, and obviously it's probably not this easy. Just drag all the levels into unity and just add the player controls, the default player controls to link and have a move around like a normal person. Cause you have to hold R to spin the camera. But then if you like, I know that was so confusing at the start when, uh, when I first got like before the sword and I was trying to move the camera and I was like, Oh, that's right. It was on Wii. Yeah. So, which didn't have a, like you, like it didn't have the second analog stick. So nope. There was no fucking additional camera. Like I remember playing Mario galaxy and having the same problem. Yep. And, uh, and then like, it was like, Oh, hold, I think it's L like, Oh, hold L to spin. I was like, why the fuck do I have to do that? I'm like, Oh yeah, it's the, the, the analog stick. Like I'll hit it every now and then and just link. And he holds his sword like such a, dingus too like i hate yep. the look of it zelda looks so weird in it we bought it's, it because we were just like this is the only zelda game that we haven't been so we should just like just pick it up so we're all, we're playing it together so it's going to take us like four years to actually beat it but it took me as like a 10 year old i think like 45 60 hours um and it has some of my favorite dungeons in the game like there's a time traveling pirate ship that is still like my favorite one of my favorite zelda levels ever like the the design of the puzzles and dungeons 
is good. Mm-hmm. It's the reverse Returnal, Steve, where just the playing the game feels like... Uh, what's a good old person analogy to throw in there? Trying to... I don't know. I'll figure something out, but it doesn't feel good to play. Yeah. No. Anywho. Uh, we're only like an hour and a half into it, but yeah, we are kind of like, this is very weird. Our right Joy-Con is out right now. At Ouch. Nintendo. Use a Pro Controller? Um, yeah, so we're using the Pro Controller. So I'm, I was like, oh man, this is actually so bad, I actually might try the motion controls. <laughs> Honestly, they I would say it is a little better with motion controls. I might um, try it. We'll see. I don't know how... It, it feels bad to sit down on your couch and play it, so I'm kind of like up... Or like either sitting on the edge of the couch with my arms out or just standing up in front of my TV. Couldn't, figure out, how to use, couldn't figure out how to use the shield, and Heather was like, oh, because back in the day, it was just... You would just kind of hold the the nunchuck part up. Yeah, it was Zed. And I was like holding the pro control. I was like, I, I don't, I can't do that with this. And it's like L3 to shield. I was like, what? Oh, man, it's tough. Like really like I, Wind Waker HD is like the gold bar. I hold all of Nintendo's uh, stuff to Twilight Princess HD, poor Skyward Sword HD. What's it? Poor. What was um, wrong with, uh, what was wrong with Twilight Princess? Well, they just like look at Wind Waker original to HD as far as like an actual oh, HD remake of the game, and then look at Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess, and that's because the graphics for Wind Waker like just scream like just make this brighter and look prettier. It's mm-hmm. like because because it's you don't have to worry about like flat grass looking like flat and stupid because it's supposed yeah. to anyways. <laughs> yeah, still I wish they tried harder. That's fair. No, anywho, I bought it though, so I'm part of the problem. Yeah, same. And uh, yeah, we're all part of the problem, and that's it for this episode of the CanadianGameNotes.com podcast. This has been episode number 193. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to help us on Patreon, do what we do. Um, iTunes now tells me this is a bi-weekly show, but I promise you, it is <laughs> weekly uh, when we can't do it, it becomes bi-weekly. Uh, but we could be able to do it easier if you helped us. Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs, uh, two-day early access to the pod, special channel on our Discord. Game key giveaways, yada yada, and at five dollars a month or higher, we put you on our credited patron list, like these lovely folks. Thank you so much for your support, Aaron McLeod, Canuck Play, David Winter, David Nagy, Daniel Miller, Dugsy, Eric Beer, Eleanor, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Graf Metal, Kai Hutchins, Meow the Leon, Nicholas A. Zorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, Stacey H. Uh, and also, if you could drop us a review, we'd really appreciate that. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you just you know, pull the screen up a bit and it's right there to leave a review. If you're on a service that doesn't have an ability to review us, contact at CanadianGameDevs.com at Canada Game Devs, And you can find Steve and I's handle in there too if you want to follow us. Uh, yeah, that's it for this week. Um, Steve, what do we got? Uh, Bucks won Bucks and six. six. So you got that. that one for our bets. Did liberals get uh, a healthy majority in Nova Scotia election? Or uh, is, that, the, is that not over yet? Uh, election uh, August seventeenth, but we had oh. like a three hundred percent increase in early voting or something. So, and I watched that debate and it was miserable. Um, but yeah, so I, I bet we'll still get one more big scandal from Ian. Um, his bus has been everywhere and it's so annoying. I'm egging it the next time I see it. <laughs> uh, Steve's also holding out. U.S. basketball will not win gold at the Olympics. Also, shout out to Canada women's team. Taking U.S. to... The soccer. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Going yeah, to the finals. US. Yeah. Fuck you, U.S. Because they got screwed um, out of London eight years ago, too, so... Steve, my latest for... I, I broke a two-year writing bro- writing block with Hard Drives, the satirical game mm. site. It's on the front page right now. Uh, Olympic skateboarder makes history by finding all five letters on first run. I like it. Eh? Eh? Nah, it's okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, so you can find that. Uh, <laughs> follow me. I'm linked in the at Canada Game Devs description. Do you want to place any more bets? I, I want to put money on women's. They, like I want to. I want to invest in a in a women's Canada win. Do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Steve says. No, Steve N says. Steve N. Canada women's soccer W. Now that means they can't or they can't draw, can they? Like it has no, to go to. Should yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm just saying a W then. I don't, I don't want to put specifics because that U.S. game was tight. Um, yeah, you want to place any bets this week? 
Mm, no, this is the time of the year to do it, Steve. We got Olympics. Well, my birthday was is coming up at the end of September, and uh, and Heather was, and it's the big three five, and so Heather was suggesting that we go to Niagara Falls to, Yo, Google, which I yeah. am so excited for. So that'd be sick. Uh, no, I'm I'm good this week. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll hold off on the U.S. basketball thing because we should know by the next time. Um, we should know the next time that we record. All right, if you want to uh, contribute to any of our belligerent gambling, join our Discord. And, uh, yeah, Uh, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much, everyone, and goodbye. Bye. You just got really quiet all of a sudden, too. I don't know if you moved further away from it. That sounds better.